0: on this week's episode, the fact that you disclose that you got the data, the fact that you disclose that you share it with uh, a particular third party, all that's great. But if you don't have reasonable security measures in place, uh, none of that other stuff matters. Because if you have a data breach, your policy is not going to save you from that.
1: The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to and does not constitute legal advice or a solicitation for the formation of an attorney-client relationship. Podcast listeners should not act upon any information in the podcast without first consulting legal counsel of their own directly. The information in the podcast is not provided in the course of an attorney-client relationship and is not intended to constitute legal advice or to substitute for obtaining legal advice from attorney licensed in the appropriate jurisdiction.
0: Welcome to Data Privacy Law Talk, where we break down complicated data privacy concepts. I'm your host, Jim Pollack, counsel at Leach Tishman, alongside my co-host, Chris Gonzalez.
1: Jim? I'm here. Why does a business need a privacy policy?
0: <laughs> hmm well uh, let's talk let's let's dissect that a little bit. Uh, first of all, is there a a good question is sorry to a- answer with a question. it's jeopardy. oh, no, it's a uh, lawyer, but it's okay so the the question is is there a law in the United States that requires you to have a Privacy policy. Does it say you have to have a privacy policy on your website?
1: The answer is no. It doesn't. So no. I'll start with that one.
0: No. I'll even answer that one. Yeah. The
1: answer is clearly it does not. Yeah. Um, you do not. There's no federal or state law that requires a company to have a privacy policy.
0: Right. But there are there are laws, such as the California privacy law, that requires you to make certain disclosures to. Your customers or web visitors or users uh, at the point of collection. So, if you don't have a privacy policy, you have to have something. If you're just against calling it a privacy policy, you have to have something if you fall under the CCPA. Well, hang on a second. Hang yeah, on a second. Right, let me back you up yeah, a little bit. Yeah, All go right. ahead.
1: So, I know my question's loaded because I wouldn't ask a question to know the answer to, right? Of course. Not a good lawyer. Of course. So, let's back up. Mm-hmm. We got no federal law giving us. Anything with regards to real, true data privacy, right? Correct. But, as you know from a prior show, we've talked about laws that have existed on the books for quite some time. Right. Before we even talk about the CCPA, which is really just a a fairly recent development Mm -hmm. after the GDPR, we've got FTC issues, we've got Graham-Leach-Biley Act issues, we've got... HIPAA issues, we've got the yep. Telephone Consumer Protection Act issues, Yep. I mean, CAN-SPAM, I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. And we keep going on this list, I mean, we got one of the big ones, which was, you know, back in the day, which was the uh, Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, which is COPA. Right. Um, there's some financial ones as well that deal with, you know, the fair credit issues. So, we've got a, you know, and I'm missing, by the way, uh, I'm sure another half dozen.
0: I'm sure. I mean, there's Department of Transportation, uh, Department of Labor, privacy issues. You know, they're all over the place. Okay. Uh, consumer, I guess, computer fraud. I mean, I'm just thinking off the top yeah, of my head. Oh, yeah. there's even
1: a video one, which I didn't even know about until I really started diving into it. Uh, with all that said. Yeah, yeah. If I'm asking the question today, and, you know, if we need one, it seems like we've needed one not just now, more so now, but we're talking way back
0: as well. A- absolutely. Uh you know, <clears throat> If if you want your company to be a good citizen, you want to have a a privacy notice. If you want to avoid enforcement, you got to begin with having a privacy notice because privacy is front and center today. And if you have a website, if your business has a website, which there aren't that many businesses anymore that don't have a website. Yeah,
1: but but when I go on, listen. Yeah, the one thing I'm a. a, a a stickler for is, you know, I don't like DIY, do-it-yourself law. Sure. Um, there are a lot of entities out there that do that, which is fine for some. It, it's in very limited circumstances, I believe. Um, and you should be somewhat educated if you're going to use it because getting a, a form without completing it correctly. I, I, I,
0: know, I know where you're going, Chris. Okay, it, 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 Here's the thing.
1: There's so many. I mean, well, come on.
0: It, here's the thing. It, it would be the same way if you sell a, a tractor— and uh, the company down the street sells cars and you get their warning sticker from their car and slap it on your tractor. Is that an acceptable uh, warning to the users?
1: Well, since I was just recently in Nebraska, um, <laughs> 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 driving through the cornfields, uh, no, I get your point. Obviously not.
0: No, no. A- and and the privacy policy, it-, it is not just a single monolithic Uh, seal of approval document that you download or copy from other companies and post on your website. So let me ask a question. So with
1: this, it sounds
0: like you're you're inkling towards it's a must
1: if you're doing business online. It is. Okay. I think we both agree with that. But to the public, you know, I mean, it's obviously it's a public notice since it's on your website. But what makes a good privacy policy? Now, I have some ideas, but I want to hear what you got. And then we can add in between. But Sure. What are you thinking? Is what needs to be within it as a general, generally,
0: generally, generally speaking, a good privacy notice on your web page uh, conforms externally to the laws that are applicable to you, and conforms internally to your company's actual data privacy practices, meaning how you handle consumer personal data as a company. So internally, you have to handle that in conformity with the external laws. And your notice is your sort of promise that this is how we're collecting private information, and this is what we do with it, and this is what we don't do with it so that you're in conformity with the laws that may be applicable to you. So back to my concept of practicality. Yep. It's just, in essence,
1: and the, the mo- it sounds like the most critical aspect is that the policy should reflect the actual practical practices that the business engages in, um, in conformity w- with whatever law that is. And again, we just li- listed a few. And by the way, if you listen, you didn't really hear a lot of the more recent ones other than the CCPA. There's... You know, other states, a few, only a few states, and, and, of course, the European side, and, and now the world is now expanding on it. So if that's the case, how in the world can someone comply with the law when the law is so, so patchy, one? And then, two, you know, if there's some bullet points you might have as to data or to the collection, it's really the collection of data um, and what's, you know, how it's used, those aspects, and what's you know, essential,
0: Sure, uh, very very good question, Chris. You know, here's here's what I'll tell you. Like you said, the laws are patchy, uh, just by nature of the fact that there are multiple laws enacted in multiple states that did not really borrow heavily from each other. They use different terms. How do you conform to all of this? And how do you even if you have to conform to the GDPR, how do you even do that? Well, here's what I have to tell you. It is, from a practical standpoint, it is not that difficult to meet or exceed the applicable laws with a good privacy notice that reflects what your actual data collection practices are. From a general
1: standpoint, more from a bigger scope versus a specific spoke, uh, uh point of view. When I say when I say generally, I mean generally with again going back to the laws. There's so right. many. Right. Okay.
0: Well, here's the thing. The reason why I say that, and perhaps I should start here, the, there's a common theme among all of the laws that are that is not difficult to understand, nor difficult to conform to. And the, the, the essential elements of every data privacy law that's out there is to give the person that you're collecting data from the information that tells them that their information is being collected and what about them is being collected and what reason you need it for and what you're going to do with it and third let me let me let me let me go so
1: so if i get it correct we've got certain information i i presume to be more specific personal personal information that's collected from a consumer or a user or a visitor from the website right or to your to your platform right so the big key is that, one, identifying what that is. And that that's a topic for another day um, because that's quite extensive in just understanding what that might mean. Sure. And then how they collect it is what you're saying. Yep. And then how they store it. Yep. Right? And then how they're going to use it, whether it be through their business or in some other fashion. Um, and how you keep it safe. How you keep it safe. Right. That's, so in that that's
0: use. The, that's the other extremely important aspect uh, that's common among all of the data privacy laws that you have a, that you have reasonable security measures in place to keep that data safe. Because the, the fact that you disclose that you got the data, the fact that you disclose that you share it with, uh, a particular third party, all that's great. But if you don't have reasonable security measures in place, uh, None of that other stuff matters because if you have a data breach, your policy is not going to save you from that. And I think we talk
1: we'll talk about this too. But I think one of the big issues for a breach, uh, and this is the precursor to another talk, uh, conversation, is you know if you do have a breach, you got to be able to contain that breach one, and then isolate, and we I, I basically say box it up, right. That that somehow you know right. okay so I'll play plaintiff's lawyer here you know I'm out there and I'm an opportunistic lawyer I'm looking for some you know violations yep obviously the biggest issue is uh, as a consumer is getting access to your information that's collected and yep. then giving you uh, for lack of a better term choices as what you can do with it I mean that seems to be another major factor in what these have
0: correct Okay. yeah yeah that's that's absolutely right
1: all right so is there is there such a thing as an off the shelf privacy policy DIY, we call it again.
0: (laughs) Uh, Nothing that you could actually just put in place and and set it and forget it. I mean, it 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 doesn't exist. Okay, there are there are templates, of course. Every attorney works off of templates. We all know that. But your data privacy policy is specific uh, to your company, your company's data practices, and will will there be common themes among? privacy policies between companies? Absolutely. But if it's not customized to how you deal with personal data, it's it's not worth anything to you.
1: Alright, so let's also make one point clear. If you're going to cut and paste, which we do not recommend, please change the name of the company you cut and paste from. <laughs> That's step one. So, if your company is XYZ, please don't say, Acme Inc. This is our policy. And that happens... <laughs> I'm going to say, percentage-wise, 30 to 40% of the time. I see people who just cut and paste it from another one. Um, And then they patchwork by cutting and pasting the wrong information.
0: Right. Um, Well, here's an example, Chris. Yeah, go. Many companies aren't just subject to the CCPA or uh, the Virginia data privacy when that comes into force in 2023. Some companies, many of them, deal with personal health information. Mm-hmm. That's covered by HIPAA. Mm -hmm. If you copy and paste a privacy policy from a company that also is required to comply with HIPAA, you're including stuff in your privacy notice that you should never, ever include in there. And even if it doesn't harm you in any particular way, uh, if the FTC ever investigates you, they're going to know right away that you copied and pasted this uh, this document and you, and you didn't really um, marry it to your internal practices, which is the biggest issue that the FTC looks for.
1: So what we're trying to tell everyone out there is if you're a business, there are people out there looking to come after you. That's really the nutshell here. And if your privacy policy is deficient or incorrect or just doesn't you don't have one there's a chance you're exposed to liability and a poorly written privacy policy or an inaccurate one incomplete or you know one that people can't even understand has a chance of exposing your company to potential liability and i hate to say it or it may also expose you to government monitoring that is where we have two different things we have a private sector potential lawsuit and then we have a public Sector not only lawsuit but an investigation and then potential criminal or other sanctions that may come about it So in the event of a data breach you want to be able to fall back onto these policies um, That allow an investigator or even uh, a plaintiff or a consumer to understand hey look we didn't breach it Here's what we have XYZ um, So they are significant and that's what I think we're trying to really get across to you We do have a little fun and game in our banter and in what we're trying to explain to you But you know I think Jim's really hit a big issue is Jim's the IT guy. I call him our IT my nerd and he's I'm his nerd in a different way. It's my favorite term. Yeah, i got to stop using it. I gotta find another one. Um, is finding a way to really marry your technology department with your legal department with your executive slash administrative department. Those are the ones I'm gonna continue to harp on that they all work in unison so that you don't expose yourself. Is that a good way to kind of generally look at it? It,
0: it, it, is, it, it is literally a prenuptial agreement between the IT team and the, the legal team. Everyone, thank you for listening to Data Privacy Law Talk with Chris Gonzalez. And this is Jim Pollack.
1: For more information on Data Privacy Law Talk, please visit leachtishman.com. See you next time.